Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to another new episode of the Get Organized with Declutter Me podcast with myself, Shalina. This week, my guest is Sharon James, who is a menopause coach as well as a mind and body coach and focuses on helping women deal with midlife, including perimenopause and menopause. I've talked about perimenopause and menopause a bit recently, mostly as I'm going through perimenopause now. I had a great one-to-one session with Sharon and realized she has so much to talk about and great insights that would be helpful for listeners who are going through midlife currently. So welcome to the Get Organized podcast, Sharon. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's so great to have you here. Um, I wanted to know more about you and to find out more about this. I mean, I've talked to a doctor about this before, but I thought it'd be great to get your insights because you also work in the health and fitness sort of area as well, right? So, um, but yeah, so let's start with the beginning. So what were you doing before you became a menopause coach? Um, I've always been in the health and wellness industry and I've always worked with women, um, you know, as we go through our different life cycles we're always looking at weight and fitness and everything else so for 30 years I've worked in the wellness industry Mm. and sort of the menopause like you it came to me you know without any kind of warning I didn't really know a lot about it I was 45 I'm still in perimenopause still now at the moment and I realized I was working with a lot of clients in this age group and we were just struggling like with weight loss or um sleep patterns and energy levels and you know we always put it down to our food and and we always have other excuses and stuff so so when it started with me at the age of 45 I really started looking into it and started getting educated on it so for myself and then so to work with others as well so Mm. yeah it sort of hit me around about that age and I you know I was training well eating well and yeah my body was just changing um and and as women we, we we sort of have so many excuses that we we just get on with it you know and and we really need to understand what's actually happening with our bodies so we can start can take control of it so that sort of led me into the menopause sort of niche um and I I I love it because it it really helps women sort of understand and then take control of of what's happening and like you you're probably aware of yourself things are changing and you're like what the heck is going on you know well yeah no because I yeah, it's well. I'm just started on the HRT now. I'm, I've just turned forty-five as well, um, and it's. I only found out what perimenopause was in December, and now it's March. So it's only been five months. It's been a huge curve of learning, and it was. And I even I talk to people now and like friends who are around my age, they don't know what perimenopause is. Like it's a new word that's suddenly come into our sphere I yeah, yeah. Yeah, nobody talks about it like and that a lot of these symptoms that I have been having for two years I would say mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was part of perimenopause and now because it's all become a bit catastrophic catastrophic what's the word 
a bit of a mess. Yeah, a bit of a mess. A bit of a hot mess right now. Literally. The thing about menopause is we can't get the words out. We can't yeah. remember. Them. That's a good thing. Yeah. We can say it now. It's like, oh, I can't say that word. It's the perimenopause. <laughs> and and you're right. It's like women. You know, we we like you said. We go we go through this, and for two years you've had these ups and downs, and you've just got on with it, and. Yeah, and until we actually connect the dots and understand what's going on, then we can start putting things in place. And and that's where I love working with women when they sort of have that ha ha moment, and it's like, okay, I can do something about this now. You, yeah. know, you don't have to live like that. Yeah. yeah, it's true. It's true. And so I know what some of the symptoms are now, but what are some of the common symptoms of perimenopause and menopause? Like, the, and you help women typically manage. Well, the the bad news is there's over 52 different symptoms um but the good news is most women don't experience all of them some of them we know already the mood swings the um hot sweats the the night sweats the hot flushes um memory loss they're they're the sort of an anxiety and other stuff they're the sort of the common ones that we right. sort of know about then there's other ones uh like itchy skin um vaginal dryness um, you're going to the bathroom more often than not. Um, there's there's loads, you know, libidos dropping, loads and loads of different ones. You can the best thing to do is download the symptom checker yeah. and keep an eye on on your symptoms. Like for the, for the last month, my head's been itchy. Like I feel like I've got nits. It's yeah. that. Yeah. So you know, and I'm check, checking to make sure I haven't got nits. But my head is itchy. My skin is itchy. Again, I put it down to, is it the weather change? Because we're, you know, we're coming into seasonal change, but it could also be a symptom because that's on the symptom checker as well. Right. So I'm sometimes a believer that if we sort of manifest the symptoms, if we know too much about them, but, um, but yeah, I think it's definitely a symptom of menopause because I'm just like constantly scratching my head all the time. <laughs> so yeah, that's definitely one of them. So I, there are over 52, but. Yeah, well, I, you're still talking about that and I'm like, I remember going through that and it was last summer I had that and then I was seeing um, Instagram posts with Taika Wahiti and his daughters had nits so I was like oh my god maybe I have nits and then I was looking and checking and then it was like no it's not nits I'm, I, 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 go, I go near children but I'm not that close you know what I mean so now it's like oh god it's part of this it's yeah yeah there's so many things like the dryness is yeah and the libido that, that yes yeah it's it's sudden and you just don't know and it's just like you just feel like yeah can't be bothered with anything and, and again we just sort of just yeah okay so it is what it is and we sort of don't like like i said before connect the dots to it and as soon as as soon as we start taking control and understanding what's happening yeah you know it we there's lots of things we can do and change and it really does really does help you know whether regardless of whether you go on hrt or whether you do it holistically so much we can start to do and I know it's that old cliche of women are constantly having to look after their, their you know their weight we're always conscious about our weight and we're always conscious about our energy levels and lack of sleep and you know it's it's that vicious circle that women tend to go through but it is really really important at this stage because it does it does wipe you out if you you know if you're not not aware of it as well so so what do you what do you say to your clients to start helping them to deal with these symptoms like so so first of all it's about education so it's understanding like you know when we were both going through it we didn't know what perimenopause was so it's understanding what it is 
what's physically happening to the body, first of all, and then looking at individual women. Because again, every, every one of us are different. We can all have one or two symptoms, a lot of symptoms, and the severity of the symptom will change with women. So it's looking at their lifestyle holistically, looking at everything that's going on, and then just working methodically through it. Because if we look at your sleep, for example, and we get that back into place, um, other things start to drop into place. Right. Instead of looking at the big picture of menopause and going, oh my God, I've got everything to deal with. It's, it's quite methodic the way that you sort of manage it. Uh, or it could be that your nutrition is out of whack and you, yeah. you know, you're completely in rubbish. And, you know, so we, we pull all that back. So it's pulling back the layers really and just having a look at what's going on and, and putting simple procedures in place. And I know it's nutrition, sleep and exercise is key. Yeah. Like for me, I've not really been exercising. I've been training, but I've not been doing my proper training like I normally do. And my hot sweats have come back at nighttime. I can feel it, you know. So I, I know how what exercise does and how it manages some of your symptoms as well. So I'm feeling it myself. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So we we look at the lifestyle and then we start putting the the habits. It's all habit forming. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes 30 days. And I mean, I, they say yeah. it takes shorter time, but I always say it takes about 30 days to build a habit, you know, even with organizing. So I'm sure it's the same with this. Um, but yeah, and, but you're saying all these things and I'm thinking I should exercise more. I should eat better. Um, but it's finding the time. Like, I mean, with my job, it's so physically demanding that I don't exercise like proper exercise because I'm exercising, I'm being very physical. Um, so that's my, I try and think of that as a compensation, but it's not a proper exercise really. I, I'm sure I should be maybe on my bike for 10 minutes or something instead of, um, sitting in front of TV. But then, and then also my sleep is not great either right now. That's a, a major symptom, isn't it? The, the sleep yeah. issues. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's a vicious circle, but then you're so tired that you don't want to exercise because then you have to go to work and it's just, oh yeah, it's. It's a, and I, I think one of the sort of things I home in on with women who are going through it, it's like, for me, it was like a rediscovery and it's like a reset pattern that you need to go through. And I think once we sort of take that self-care back, women, we're, you know, we're, we're good at giving out the self-care, but yeah. not, not actually giving it back to ourselves. Yes. And I think it's crucial at this time, you know, of our lives that we start to do that. Because if we, you know, if you do have kids and you do have extended families and you you know, you are looking after them, you need to be able to have that energy and that drive to be able to do that. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of women feel guilty about doing that self-care sort of assessment on themselves and taking that time out. But I think it's crucial that you, you need to start putting that habit in place, definitely, to be able to do that. And, and you know, put in your diary an hour for yourself, yeah. for example. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. And, yeah, no, I need I know, to. I know, we're bad at doing it. I know. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> Even me, it's in, it's in my DNA, but I still, you know, this, when work takes over, work takes over, do you know what I mean? And you exactly. think, and, and I'm suffering actually for it because I, I can actually feel my symptoms starting to raise their head. And I, I've prided myself on not actually having a lot of symptoms. Right. So I know for me, getting back to exercising is key. Is the key, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I'm, I'm just sitting there, it's like here going, oh my God, <laughs> my head. I'll be having a word with you later, don't worry. I know. I've done the symptom checker as well. And we will share the link to the symptom checker in the, the blog post so people can fill it in and, like, you know, you can find out what, you know, correlate what you have with the symptoms of perimenopause. 
Um, so we talked about night, fl- uh, night flashing, night sweats and hot flashes. How can you deal with it? You know, you're saying exercise, but is there anything else that we need to consider with, with these? Because they're a crucial issue, right? They're a big thing that happens to people going through this. Again, it all comes down to your sort of holistic lifestyle. So if you're eating bad and you're having lots of sugars and, uh, you know, the crappy foods, that that brings on your hot sweats. And I know because it's happening. Right. And, um, so that, that can be a, a, an indicator as well. So looking after your nutrition. And it, again, it keeps coming back to nutrition, sleep, exercise. Right. But other, other stuff, you know, I don't I wouldn't like to say take this this and this because I don't know your listeners however but you know there are certain things like um if they're not sleeping well um, you can take um cherry tart juice for example ashwagandha magnesium they're all really nice calming so it helps you sleep and calm the body down and for for hot flashes there's certain things that you can do like you know, obviously we're great here because we've got air conditioning. Keep your bedroom nice and cool. The, the, the underwear that you wear for bed, your pyjamas, for example, make it light or go naked, you know. Um, there's Take a cold shower before bed and eating. Don't eat too late at night. You know, we're all seven, eight o'clock, night, even nine o'clock at night. Sometimes we're having food. Our body temperatures are rising at that time as well. So the right. last thing we want to do is add loads of heavy foods. So our bodies heat up to, to, to break that food down yeah, uh, yeah. thermogenically. So these are all little tips that when I look at your lifestyle and where you're doing certain things, we can pull back and tweak things to help you with the hot flashes. Right. Yeah. Obviously, HRT is, if, if you're on the HRT, that will help as well. But right. one thing about HRT is that it is, it is helpful. And I always say to my ladies, look, if your lifestyle is really... Um, hindered by your symptoms and you're really suffering then hrt is you know a root or holistic whichever yeah. however it's not the it's not a miracle cure you have to do the other stuff to compensate to help with it so yeah the joint effort right yeah because i've just started the hrt so i'm one month in i think yeah one month in um yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it takes about six months for it to regulate you know to for your body to adjust and then you know Again, you don't need to go down the whole exercise, everything route. You, you have to let your body adjust and, and yeah. bring in exercise. It could be if you're highly stressed, for example, and you've got court, high cortisol levels, it's best to work on that. Right. You know, do some yoga, meditation, calming exercises before you go to bed. Again, that helps with hot flushes as well. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's loads of different stuff that you can do. But again, it's, it's looking at you individually and going, right, okay, this is where we need to work on. And it has that ripple effect on everything else. Yeah. And I can see that, like, from what you're saying, yeah, it will be different for different people and their different lifestyles. My lifestyle is this busy, physically running around like a maniac kind of person yeah. and then lying down on the couch. But I'm, on, I'm just started on HRT, so I'm trying to settle into it because I suppose I haven't had those hormones for a few years now and now suddenly they come back again, so... Yeah, it's 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 interesting. That's the word, <laughs> and that's why it's that's why when I work with my ladies, it's very individual because it's all right for me to say, "Look, you have to exercise." There's no two, but I need to know you, and I need to know your lifestyle because I could be adding more stress to you if I'm saying you have to exercise at eight o'clock in the morning and you're completely busy. So it's very individual, and you know you have to sort of put things in, and I give you a kick up the backside to make sure that you do. You know, I make sure that you you do it, but yeah. when it's you know in your in your life frame for example yeah 
time frame. Yeah. And I think that's the thing because we, you know, as women, you know, we're told to do so many things and you see it on, you know, the newspapers, the magazines, social media that you should be doing this, you should be doing that. And that just adds more pressure to what you're already dealing with. And the, and the anxiety is a big thing because that's what I'm seeing with a lot of clients in this, you know, in the forties to fifties range right now, dealing with anxiety and can't declutter and organize their homes because, they're, they're suffering from this and not realizing that it might be perimenopause as well. So um, it's, yeah, it's getting people to realize that they have to do things on their own time and their own um, lifestyle. And in, and, in, and, and in small stages, you know, yeah. perimenopause has been, you know, it's, it's going to come regardless, you know, so it's, and that's why when, when women, when I say to women, I'm a menopause co- coach, the first thing they say is, oh, I'm not there yet. And I'll go like, well, how old are you? So even in your early 30s, if you have bad habits, I'd right. say start changing them now because it's, it will help so much when you get into your, you know, your 40s and stuff. And that stress and that anxiety, I think we can cope better with once we've got good habits in place. Yeah. And I, I know how you feel. I know what you're saying about the clutterness because I'm, I'm fairly, I mean, if you come to my house, you'd probably look at it differently. But um but when I've got clutter around me, it really gives me more anxiety than I would have had before. But so I just want to just get rid of everything, you know, just clear it all out to give me that um, that different energy that I'm looking for. I think your energy levels change or your energy, you know, input and output changes, I think. Yeah, um, so. it does for sure. Yeah. And I can see it with all these clients right now who are going through this, that they are, you can see the like the weight lifted off their shoulders and then they can and they can then go on to doing something else, whether it's, you know, exercising their work, being creative because they didn't have that before because they're dealing with so many things and it's just you know adding and adding and adding isn't it uh with all the symptoms so um yeah it's hard. yeah I can definitely see that um right so let's talk about the you know how do we address the emotional and psychological changes that occur you know such as the mood swings and the anxiety yeah so I, I think there's a couple of things there is first of all it's acceptance that this is happening you know we right. all and, and I think, you know, the menopause has got a bad rap. It, you know, people think, oh, we're old, we're, we're, you know, we're out to pastures because we're going through the menopause. But okay. I think for me, it's mindset. You can still do anything you want to be able to do. It doesn't matter what age you are, right? And I, I truly believe that. Mm. So first of all, it's your mindset to deal with the, you know, the emotional and psychological aspects of what's coming. And once you've sort of got it in your head that, okay, this is, this is doable. I can manage it. And again, every woman is different. So, you know, we have to go um, with, with each woman individuality, but I think once you understand it and you've got a good grip of it, then I think the psychological and the emotional aspects of it are easier. Mm, yeah. And allowing yourself to have those down days as well. You know, we, we all have them, whether we're going through menopause or not, we all have down days and, and it's, it's about accepting that you, you are absolutely shattered from the outside influences of menopause. So it's, it's, it's again, that self-care aspect of it mm-hmm. and just really putting that self-care a- aspect in place and then really looking at the, you know, the integrations of what you can do into your day-to-day life to change it and being aware of, you know, that there's other stuff like your happy hormones you can tap into, you know, your serotonin, your melatonin, your dopamine, your, you know, your endorphins. It's, it's adding all that to your lifestyle to be able to give you that boost of energy as well. Yeah. 
yeah, that's so important. I mean, for me, it's listening to music. So if I listen to yeah, music, music, music playing, yeah. you know, yeah. like playing with, you know, with, with your animals, yeah. having that touch, that, that oxytocin, the, the love hormone as well, you know, yeah. getting all that. So there's loads of different little quick wins we can add into our day-to-day life to be able to help with some of the symptoms that we get. Yeah. It depends on whether the cats want me to touch them. That's that's yeah, if it's like mine, she she she's an as and when person, a uh, cat mine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Well I'm surprised Keanu isn't here today on the table because he usually is. Um but yeah, no, it depends on their moves. Cats, they're a pain. Um so um let's talk, you know, let's talk about sexual sexual changes because you know, we mentioned libido that like my libido just disappeared. I just could not be bothered. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> And yeah, it's it's a tough one um, because I, I always think, right, look, if you are sexually active before you go through the menopause, then you, you know, you'll have your downs because of the change of estrogen uh, and progesterone and testosterone, not all everything. Right. Um, but I think if you're not sexually active and don't, you know, you, you're not active in that area before, then you're probably not going to be that active during. But right. then saying that, some women do say that it actually picks up. Yeah, you actually become more sexually active, and I think that might be because you gain a bit more confidence. You you don't have to deal with periods anymore. You know you're not going to get pregnant. So there's a lot of different stuff. And and I I think when I'm with my clients and we talk about it's about communication with your partner, it's about you know resetting boundaries with them, getting them to understand what's going on with you because. The reason why our libido drops is because of testosterone. We, right. we lose our testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone. But also as well, because in the vagina, the, the walls of the line, the lining gets very thin and it can hurt. Right. So there's, there's all different stuff going on. The dryness, for example, is, you know, but there's things that you can use and, and to, 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 to combat that. Right. So I think, and again, it's having that conversation with your partner. Once, he, once they understand what's going on, you know, you can have date nights and rekindle like, your romance and all you know all the stuff that we should be doing in a, in a relationship anyway yeah, yeah. and again if, if you're really suffering then you can get testosterone a little bit of testosterone to help boost because it's just as important for women as it is for men right. in fact testosterone is the missing link to the rest of your hormones the, the progesterone and the, and the uh, estrogen so it's yeah. a little drop yeah i can see that already i mean i'm feeling that uh because I haven't had the testosterone yet and I can feel that that's the missing thing because yeah. my energy levels, there's a lot of things that are just gone. And I, I have a feeling now that after talking to you and talking to Dr. Fiona and also researching mm-hmm. that it's the testosterone that's missing for me. Um, and you usually find it's not, it's not um, given to women. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's for a long time, it's always been estrogen and progesterone, but the, the, the science now is obviously that, that testosterone is the missing link for especially for women for energy levels so yeah, yeah. it makes sense i mean because it's there or it was there before so to have it yeah. not there now yeah you can feel it i mean i've been told i have to wait a little bit but yeah uh, yeah I, I'm, I'm just waiting now I'm like let's give it to me now like the sooner the and, it, and, it's, and it's funny because obviously being in the wellness industry and training women and you know again going back to exercise doing some really good weights is is crucial for us going through for osteoporosis in post-menopause and you know women usually say to me ah but I don't want to get muscly you know and I'm like you haven't got the testosterone that men have you know unless you're injecting it and now they're saying well what if I put testosterone am I going to get but it's like a pea drop you know right 
hair coming out or something where you put the where you apply it but you're not going to get big muscles from it so yeah. i reassure you that it's it's far better to have the testosterone than than worry about getting big muscles <laughs> yeah no well that's the thing but it's funny about the hair thing because my friend who is on it she said you know you have to be careful where you put the testosterone because hair will start growing so you have to put it in different places each time and i was because she wants to start doing laser again and i went well i've done all that so i should be all right yeah. but I'm like, oh, i'll be very annoyed if the hair starts coming back again like you know <laughs> I a lot of money it's, it's a that. tiny little bit it's not gonna be it's like anyway vanity that's where it comes in as well oh no it? i tell you but it's been the best thing in the world just to get rid of all the hair like you know you don't have to, yeah, you don't have to do anything amazing <laughs> today is too much information from shalina <laughs> i've told you about everything my periods my libido my hair you have to give us an update of how what what the how much t- hair comes through on the testosterone yeah yeah so i will yeah <laughs> put it off yeah. i'll put it at the start of an episode going i've got hair coming out <laughs> oh my god sorry listeners um right <laughs> um so um, we talked about HRT, but, you know, you, you go through other, you know, the holistic. What's the holistic approach? Is that the what you were saying before with the... Um, yeah, I mean, again, it depends on you and the severity of your symptoms of what, what route you go down. So HRT obviously is looking at your progesterone, estrogen and testosterone. And just one thing, a lot of women ask me why we get so many symptoms, and it's because our estrogen is our... Uh, receptors are all over our body so that's why we get symptoms from our head to our toe basically because estrogen falls from everywhere from from the body so hrt is obviously the replacement of that um and and like you said once women start getting on that their lives are literally just turned around now the other one the, the ones that you might have heard is you've got body and you've got bio identical which are matched to your sort of your dna kind right. of. Again, if you talk to some doctors, they don't recommend it. Other doctors fully endorse it. Then you've got the herbal route, which some people go down, which I'm sort of going down that route myself. So taking stuff like ashwagandha, um, magnesium, and and just, you know, just trying to do it naturally through my food, my exercise and my and sleep. So again, there's, there's all sorts of, and you can have a combination of all of them. There's, there's no right or wrong way. It, it, definitely depends on you and what your needs are mm-hmm. um, and the best thing to do is you know get some education behind you uh, and then go and talk to your GP and have a discussion and that's where taking the symptom checker into your GP is is crucial and then you can download uh, the diary so you monitor your sleep your moods your food your um, bathroom movements and I didn't uh, realize was a thing and then i was like oh, yeah i do go to the to- i mean i always gone to the toilet a lot but this was even more and then it was because of you that i realized i was like okay this is a symptom as well <laughs> and, and it is a symptom but then then that affects your sleep pattern because yeah. wake up to go to the bathroom so it's like what can we do to change that so that we don't break out of that rem cycle all the time to go to the bathroom yeah. and that's what's happening to me at the moment I'm, I'm going to the toilet twice and i'm like have i got diabetes have I got, you know, because that's a sign of diabetes. I was like, oh my God, so I'm back training and exercising next week. Yeah. I don't care. If you want to get an appointment with me, I'll be in the gym. Find me there. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, you know, last night, 
same, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. in the toilet a lot and I was like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then you get so thirsty because you've gone to the toilet so much. So then you want to drink water and then I'm like, no, because then I have to go to the toilet again. It's just a vicious circle. So, yeah, so tracking, uh, tracking everything as well and then you can take it into your GP and go, look, this is what's happening to me. And they, they can then go through that with you because they're going to ask you these questions anyway. So have it in there and, you know, be, be aware of what things you can take, like patches, gels, sprays. Um, you know, the dosage will obviously be individual for, for every woman. Uh, and that's something you'll discuss with the GP. But yeah, just be forearmed. Forearmed is forewarned, I guess the, the saying is. So have that and take it in with you. And that's, that's a really good step to have. Be aware of yourself. Right. But you say talk to the GP, but... I'll- and I'm finding GPs here are not aware about this or it might be a cultural thing as well because, you know, we have a lot of old school kind of doctors here. So, I mean, there are limited specialist doctors in this, but, yeah, yeah a GP. Yeah. What do you think? But, yeah, that was my um, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. And this is when, when I see sort of, the posts on Instagram or Facebook and they go, you know, I can't get an appointment with, you know, even Dr. Fiona, for example, you know, in the next couple of months, she's booked up. So this is where you need to step in and start doing things for yourself until you get to be able to see somebody who's actually, you know, competent in actually giving you the right um, medication. And it's, it's unbelievable. And I think it's changing now, but Doctors only get a couple of hours training on the menopause. Can you believe 50% of the population uh, and they only get a couple of hours of this training? I've done more training, not medically, granted, but I've done more training than some of the, the GPs here. And I know more about it than, than they would like to you know, admit. Yeah. But um, So it is really hard to try and find a GP here that understands and, and doesn't say, go away there's nothing wrong with you or go on antidepressants or, you know, that I've got some podcasts coming up myself of women who have had some shocking stories of when they've gone to GPs. Um, so it, it's, it, yeah, it's, it is hard trying to find. And a lot of people go back to the UK to, to try and go to their doctor there. Yeah. Rather than here. And well, the other thing as well, it's the type of HRT that we get here. Uh, you know, it is getting better, but you can go to different, surgeries or clinics and they've got different types of hrt right oh okay i yeah. thought that was, because it seems to be a, a shortage of the one of the the, the gel that i use so yeah I, I see it in the facebook groups they're talking about other gels and I'm, i thought they were all the same i didn't know that yeah. i just you can get different types and different brands so right yeah. okay but there is a shortage across the board of hrt anyway <laughs> so awesome yeah because yeah. i think that you know there'd be this many people women who would need this right i mean it's 10 years or more 15 years that people women go through this can and be many women years. yeah yeah but i mean women can start at the you know early 30s or mid 30s but generally in your 40s you start to see the change and the average age is 51 um Average age is about 51 when we start to have the no period sort of days. Yeah. So that's a lot of years that they're not thinking, considering great or thinking or your energy levels dropping. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long time to be suffering with that. Yeah. It's great. So on that happy note, let's talk about something else. Um, I love to know what my friend, uh, my friends, my, I'd be your friend as well. My, uh, um, 
guests are watching and on TV or at the movies right now. So what's your, what's your thing right now? Um, I've just watched Luther, the movie. Ah, yeah, yeah. Was it good? Like was Idris? Yeah, and of, of course I need to watch it again because you just can't get enough of him. So there you go. <laughs> I, I haven't watched it. And surprisingly, like, because I do love Idris, but yeah, it, Luther is a tough one though because it gives me nightmares afterwards. Yeah, but, yeah. It's not, the, it's not the best to go to bed on. And um, the other one was um, uh, one where the two women are killed the husband. Oh, um, dead to me. Dead to me, yeah, yeah. Just finishing the last season of that. So. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I watched the first series and then the second one I got a bit bored. So, yeah, I might yeah. try again. But, I, mean, yeah. I need to watch it to finish it. And then, you know, I can't get those hours back in my life. But then, you know, it's just easy, um, easy watching. Yeah. And MasterChef, I love MasterChef, by the way. Oh, do you? Love, Which one? Yeah. Which country? Um, the professional MasterChef one. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah, you know, my, my parents are obsessed, but they love Australia and they were like watching India and I get really annoyed and irritated because it's all drama. Let's go. All drama. And I'm like, no. So I the UK one's pretty, pretty. Yeah. They're normal. They're, they're yes. serious. And they're, even the celebrity one, it's serious. There's no drama. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, the other so that's, yeah, I like cooking. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. Uh, what, you. what is your Instagram handle so the listeners can follow you and get more t- tips and tricks from you? So you can follow me at Sharon James Coaching on Instagram. Yep. And if they want to download my symptom checker, just jump onto my website. It's there for them www.sharonjamescoaching.com. Yeah. Awesome. And we'll share the links on the, the, the blog post as well. Uh, thank you so much thank you also for listening to the get organized with declutter podcast if you'd like to get more tips and advice please follow us on social media we're on instagram twitter and facebook at d-e-c-l-u-t-t-r-m-e thanks again sharon for being on the show and uh thanks for listening take care bye